I'm Chris from Play Comics, a show where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material, a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other astonishingly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You are listening to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Captain's Log Supplemental. Pop X Cast. Hasta la vista, baby. Hey guys, welcome to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. I'm Austin Burke, the Appalachian geek at heart, and we would like to welcome everyone joining us live in the popx.live chat room. Come and hang out with us and join the conversation at popxcast.com. If this is your first time tuning into PopX, the first 20 minutes or so, we run down the headlines since our last show and then dive into the show topic at the halfway point. Stick around because geeky goodness is coming your way, and as always, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Joseph Burke. Joseph, how you doing? I am good, man. I am good. Uh, so uh, welcome, everybody. I am Joseph Burke, uh, and I am, of course, uh, Central Florida seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. Now, I want to say right off the top of the bat, be sure to head over to Google Play and iTunes for uh, after the show, obviously, because we're recording live right now. Don't want to do that. But if this is your first time listening to Pop X, Matt, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is episode 100. You guys are in for a major treat tonight. And uh, check out Pop X's collective archive of geeky goodness. And hey, while you're there, leave us a glowing and shining and illuminating five-star review over on iTunes and Google Play. We would certainly appreciate that. Look at those beautiful five stars. It's that easy. Yes. Do you like sparkly things? I like, I like sparkles, too. Shiny like sparkle great. things yes and speaking of shiny things i am <laughs> Lindsay badger your favorite geeky okey yeah. i know you guys have missed us since the last episode mm-hmm. which was episode 99 if you missed that episode <laughs> please go back and watch it it was a fantastic magical night where yes, we talked was. about san diego comic-con and all of the glory that was released from the marvel gods and the marvel also, gods we totally geeked out about stranger things season three it's true and all of the retro goodness that was cram packed into the, all of those episodes so make sure you go over to our official website at popxcast.com for that episode and all the other great past shows from the archive of geeky goodness yes 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 and all of our faithful uh, viewers out there on facebook land and youtube and all of that we are actually multi-streaming this week to not only youtube but periscope and to my facebook page and to facebook pop x's facebook as well as getvocal.com so we are multicasting today and uh, oh my god it's so good to see you all on internet Hello, Webs. Sorry for the couple of seconds of blackout there. We were transitioning, and there's a lot of crazy things going on. And so, Austin, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, man. What's, I'm good. What's uh, up, Austin? A lot of, a lot of shows and, and movies over the last <laughs> couple of weeks, but, but it's all been pretty good so far. So, Dude, yeah. you have been cranking out some crazy content on your end. I have a problem. Does it, does it ever end? 
That's it will never end. It's until I go down to the depths of nothingness, it will never end. So the <laughs> the depths of nothingness. Yeah, that's I'm going to kind of deep there, man. I don't know about you. So, um, yeah, so episode 99 was a big deal. That was our San Diego Comic-Con review, like Lindsay was telling, and we talked about Stranger Things. Now, Lindsay, we were talking before the show, and you, I, I got to get, I got to, you know where I'm going with this. There's a Stranger Things nerd nugget that we have to share right off the bat. Lindsay Badger, uh, go for it. The character Robin from Scoops Ahoy okay. is played by the actress Austin. Help me out. What's her name? Uh, her name is Uma Thurman. And no, her name. name is not Uma Thurman. Her daughter's name is not oh, Uma Thurman. It's, it's Maya Hawk. Sorry. Maya <laughs> Hawk is, yes. a, as we just said, Uma Thurman's daughter. I had no idea, dude. I had, and her dad is Ethan Hawk, if you know who that is. So the the power couple produced this beautiful daughter, and wow. she has grown up to become the most loved, geeky, ice cream <sighs> scooping. Stranger Things new That's characters phenomenal. that we've all fallen phenomenal. Up so if you didn't know it, now you do. Gee whiz. That's that's incredible. Well, you know, I haven't known that now. I got to go back and kind of watch it because I need to see the two side by side. I need yes, to see you Kill. You need to like, get their pictures yeah. and put them right next to you. That's like, insane. Oh, it's in the eyes. Well, guys, we're going to get this thing kicked off. We have some really cool news for you coming up. So, you know what? You can't have PopX without PopX news, right? I mean, the two kind of go hand in hand. So, having said that, we got some PopX news. And we got John Sakari coming on from BigFatPanda.com. So, you don't want to miss that. So, stay right, stay right there. News is coming your way. Extra, extra. Read all about it. This is <laughs> PopX news. Nice, Mike. Coming to you live. Nice. Right here on PopX Cast. Oh, Mike never ceases to amaze me. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, kicking off the news this week, guys, I got a couple things I want to share right off the top of the bat. Now, I got some dates that I want to throw out there for you guys. All right. Now, you got to try to guess what these dates are. As you notice, there's just some random dates that's on on our sheet here that we look at for our notes. November the 19th, 2015. What does that date mean? Any guesses? That was interviews. No, no. Think origin story. November the fifteenth, two thousand and fifteen, is when PopX.com became an official domain name. Oh, Oh, nice. Yes, yes. And okay, here's another one for you. Here's another one. Red letter date in history: November the fifth, nineteen fifty. No, wait a minute. That's Doc Brown. January the sixteenth, twenty sixteen. Anybody? See, I've done this for a reason. No, that's our that's our one year anniversary. No. 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 What? January the sixteenth, twenty sixteen, was our very first episode. With Jordan Woods Robinson. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. okay. These are, I'm just horrible. Okay, okay. it's okay. Well, I got one more date for you. I got one more date for you. This is this is a good one. This is another red letter date in the history of 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 Popex uh, fandom, whatever. April the twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. So we're just a few months away from January. What happened on April? April twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. I want to say it was our Blue Man show. You're very close. Okay. You're very close. That is when Austin Burke joined Austin. Team Pop X. Oh, yay! 
at episode 12, uh, we were doing a, a really cool piece on um, uh, the rise of females in pop culture. And, and Mr. Yeah, Austin was Burke really cool was actually the first co-host there. And it was a very young whippersnapper, mine, and in the bedroom of his parents, from what I can... So, <laughs> so Austin... I, I... <laughs> I was going to say, I remember those days because the internet was horrible. It sounded <laughs> bad. I looked bad. Uh, this oh, was no, my, man. I remember our pre-shows consisted of you going down the hall saying, Mom, turn off. Mom, don't watch Netflix. Stop. Stop. Oh, my gosh, man. Well, listen, kicking that off, Lindsay, I wanted oh, to share those dates with you guys right off the bat. Those because so good to, Those were good that, times. Those were back, some yeah. awesome times. Lindsay Badger. The light yes. is yours, my, my friend. All Take right. us away. Well, we are going to kick off with a very, very popular show that just recently released on Amazon Prime, The Boys. The Boys. And it's making a big impression on fans, including an ending that definitely leaves fans with some big questions after the credits roll. That's led many wondering if a season two is in fact on the way and if it is wondering what sort of storylines and themes we'll see explored in the second season. Mm. In short, season two needs to get here as soon as, as possible. possible. Yes. The Boys is available on Amazon Prime right now. And I've heard fantastic, wonderful, good things. I've heard that don't watch it with your children. No. Yeah, it's uh, very adult. It's a awesome. very hard Did you art. Say that it was like the equivalent to Stranger Things, like well, on the level of goodness, quality. Yeah, I, it's quality one of my wise? favorite shows I've watched this year. It is. It's a mixture of. It's got a lot of Watchmen in there, but it really is. It's what superheroes would be like if they existed in our time, in the midst of social media, and basically being a superhero in this universe is equivalent is equivalent to having a brand. Wow. And you're really a douchebag behind the scenes. So that show <laughs> intrigued me, but I just didn't think it would be this good. Guys, this is legitimately one of the best shows I've watched this year and one of the coolest superhero things I've seen. You have to see. It's a must-see for comic book lovers, mm-hmm. 100%. Nice. Wow. Nice. And, you know, I've actually watched uh, two episodes of The Boys, and I do need to catch up because, I mean, it, it, from what I'm hearing, it's literally a game-changer in terms of how... Okay comic book stories are told and it doesn't surprise me coming from the writers of garth ennis and and russ the creative artistic direction of russ braun and all those amazing guys and and russ braun was actually on our show and we got to hang out with yeah he's episode uh, excited to see some of his work in real you know come to life exactly so um austin you got some news for us in terms of marvel yeah, I like talking about a bit yeah, Avengers. Okay, talk about Avengers Avengers. Game. Yeah, gonna talk about talk that about team. Uh, they're raising the bar for films to come after. So according to Fandango, the film is now the best-selling pre-order. Of course it is. <laughs> item on their digital streaming service, uh, Fandango yeah. Now. Fandango says nearly half of all pre-sales, 42% have been Marvel fans chasing after the ultra-high-def version. There's so much going on in Endgame that fans will want to own it at home, especially in the highest definition possible so they can watch it again and again and catch all the things that they missed, says Fandango managing editor Eric Davis in this <laughs> statement. It's an emotional ride, a visual feast with new bonus features. Wow. Endgame promises to be the most significant <clears throat> home entertainment event of the year. Let's just, it's its the biggest thing of the year. It's the biggest thing of the last 20 years. I agree. I really, I really like the phrase visual feast. 
Yeah. Because that thoroughly describes what that movie is. Well, it, there's a lot of eye candy. And, you know, I have to, uh, well, the reason I was raising my hand and pointing at myself is because I am one of those individuals that pre ordered the Best Buy 4K Steelbook Edition hey. of Avengers Endgame. And so I will be seeing it in beautiful 4K well, glory. I mean, no man cave would be complete without. This is also true. Oh my gosh, is that Moonshadow in the room? It totally it's Moonshadow. Let's look at the shout-outs right We got Gabe, Moonshadow, Herbie, Sean Hockney, Big Bad Brad. Uh, we got uh, Sam Gonzo and Luke. And I don't even know who's on the Facebook line, Lindsay. You're going to have to keep me up on that one. But um, that is really cool, though, that Avengers Endgame. I mean, it doesn't shock me, the most pre-ordered game, a, a video Brad loves film. Brad so much. He's in both places at once. That's really weird, Brad. Um, we'll have to talk <laughs> after the show. All right, guys. So steering the track into... Star Trek, uh, the motion picture is setting a return course for the big screen. Now, you guys may remember this film from 1981 and probably one of my favorite of the Star Trek franchise. V'ger is coming uh, to celebrate its 40th anniversary, Fathom Events and Paramount. will screen the film in theaters for two days in September. Now, the film will appear in 500 theaters on its original widescreen aspect ratio, September the 15th and 16th, according to Entertainment Weekly. Now, screenings will also include the behind-the-scenes documentary short, The Longest Trek, Riding the Motion Picture. Ooh, that sounds good. I do love this movie. It's definitely one of my favorite science fiction films of all time. Uh, I just love the pacing of it. I love Gene Roddenberry's vision, and I just think it was amazing. And uh, the, the whole the whole thing with V'ger uh, was just amazing because Voyager lost its track, and it was just amazing how it became this monolithic entity of just knowledge and power. And it just wanted to learn more. And I was just really amazed by that. So, pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Lens, what you got for goodness. us? Uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. Um, it has been the longest running television show in the MCU. Wow. And it has officially coming to an end after seven, after the seventh season. What? It will be no Wow. Which is kind of sad. Wow. Uh, this past week, the show's sixth season finale had aired, so the fans have about a year left before they have to officially say goodbye to the team and the show. Cheers. However, the final season has been wrapped in production, and according to one of the stars, Chloe Bennett, this week will mark the end of an era for the show's cast and crew. The series may be coming to an end, but there's a lot to look forward to in the seventh season. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there could be even an Agent Carter crossover. I heard so rumors cool. of that, that she is going to come back. And it doesn't surprise me, because with no. all the time jump stuff that happened after Endgame, yeah. Oh, yeah. she could easily come back. Peggy Carter oh, could be did. back on Peggy Agents Carter. of S.H.I.E.L.D., so... I love her. I'll do too. She was we a fan need more favorite. Peggy in our lives. Did, did you guys see the uh, the show with her, um, Agent Carter television show? I did. Yeah, it was really it good. Was good. It was, it was really good. good. Yeah. yeah Enjoyed it a lot. Well, I think all good things must come to an end. And so, you know, I understand that. You can only keep a good thing going so long for people to lose interest. <clears throat> Walking dead. So, um, <laughs> oh, shots fired. Shots Burn. fired. Shots fired. See you fired. later. Feel it. Right. <laughs> Let's move on to Universal. So, Universal Orlando officials said Thursday that the resort is doubling in size with plans for a fourth okay, theme park, but they offered almost no information when the new park will open. 
what it will hold or how much they are spending. The secretive nature of the new park is because uh, because of competitive pressure. Because Universal of Parks, <laughs> many me. Many. Universal Parks and Resorts CEO <laughs> Tom Williams said at a news conference uh, with Florida Governor <laughs> Sorry. Ron DeSantis. Theme park wars. <laughs> Sorry, Austin. That just totally derailed you. <laughs> You. I love uh, you Comcast CEO Brian Roberts, uh, you are aware, uh, aware of the competitive nature of this Orlando marketplace, William said. We're all battling for time of visiting guests to come to our location and to share details of what we have in mind with the competition mm. is something we have no interest in doing. The announcement is the latest in the war for dominance between Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando and America's theme park capital. Uh, despite the lack of details, officials... With the theme park resort promised, the new park would be epic. Wow. To that end, they're calling the new park Universal's Epic Universe. That's a cool name. Joe, how do you feel about that? I think it's really good. I mean, Epic Universe. It was going to be called World Fantasy, Worlds of Fantasy, I think, at one point. Maybe okay. uh, maybe John uh, uh, Big Fat Panda can chime in. There was some rumors, some uh, premonitions about what it's going to be called. But I think Universal's Epic Universe is it's going to be epic. It's going to be yeah. unreal. I think it's going to be fantastic. There's uh, going to be now. I'm going to let actually. I'm going to let Panda talk about that when he comes on here. But I yeah. do know that the Universal is going to have a horror movie revival because there's going to be a horror movie land that's going to pay homage to their original classics of Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, Mummy, and all of that. Awesome. There's also going to yeah. be a Nintendo World. Uh, yes. So, so yes. there's going to be you get to walk into the Mushroom Kingdom and and enjoy the world of Super Mario and 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 Legend of Zelda and all of those. Fantastic Worlds apparently had some copyright issues with Fantastic Beasts, Warner sense. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Thank John Sakari, for for uh, figuring that part out. But I'm excited. You know, I live in the theme park capital of the world. I live in Orlando, and I think any kind of announcement like this of a fourth park coming. That's great news. It's good for the economy. It's good for tourism. And it's just, if you're a neat, geeky nerd like myself, it's just great all the way around. So It's good I'm, for residents so they don't get bored. This yeah. is also true, yes. If I want to run down to about 20 miles in Austin, you know this, about 20 miles south, uh, I can just ride a coaster if I want to. So yeah, bada boom, bada bing. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm really excited about that one. So we're going to be actually having the last news segment of the evening, and then we're going to have our good friend, Mr. Uh, uh, John Sakari, Big Fat Panda, coming on and going to be talking to us. So, All right, so the old Bruce is coming back. We're talking about Bruce Wayne here, and he's being played by the only person who should really be playing him at all. And now, it's a common fan request, but the king of the thing Batman nerds have been dreaming for for years, Kevin Conroy himself, I kid you not, and this just came down today, will be playing, and who's, he's voiced the character of Batman for over 20 years. I don't know if you guys wow. knew that or not. And he's been also the Arkham, all the Arkham Asylum, all the Arkham games from Rocksteady. He's, he's done all that. And since he's been uh, a bit too old for the regular Batman, why not have him as an older version of Bruce Wayne? Now, he's first performed in Batman Beyond. All right, so you remember that. So that was the old Wayne. But now the CW for Crisis on Infinite Earths, the upcoming Arrowverse event that seems to be fan service turned into television event, he said, we hear you, and you're valid, and here you go. Uh, or to put it in another way, it was announced today during the panel at Television Critic Association summer event that Kevin Conroy will appear himself on Crisis playing none other than old Bruce Wayne. There you have it. That's really cool. I mean, this guy's voice 
it's unparalleled. His voice, when you hear his voice, you automatically go, you either watched him as a 90s series of Batman, the animated series, you watched him in um, Batman Beyond, or you yeah. played the video games he's involved with, or you've watched one of the Warner Brothers animated sh- films that they produce where he's playing Batman. It's unreal. This guy is Batman. Can you imagine getting Batman. that phone call for oh, Kevin oh, to get God. that phone call and be like, hey, dude, I know you've been playing this character for years, but can you imagine? you actually like to really play this character? I know, right? How, what Unreal. true that would be, I would Unreal. think. Unreal. And I'm so excited for Kevin Conroy. I can't wait to see Crossover Event. It's going to be amazing. I mean, Crisis on so Infinite Earths. It's, uh, he's so good that DC keeps bringing him back. Like, they keep going away from him in yeah. the animated movies, and they're like, no, nah, we need Kevin back for this one. And now he gets to live his dream. And I watched an interview once. It was from, like, 10 years ago. I just want to play him in live action. No yes. one ever thought it could happen. Now it can happen. Yes. And that's, it's, it's a dream for him. It really is. I couldn't agree more. Well, guys, that is our uh, news of this week, PopX Geeky Goodness News. And uh, we're going to let Mike step down just for a second as we have uh, Mr. John Sakari, a.k.a. Big Fat Panda, hop on here and join us in the live chat room. Oh, my gosh. There he is in living color. Can you hear me? Oh, you're fine, bro. Yes. You are fine. This is not usual for me. Techie stuff. um, (laughs) But you know what, though, man? You got it figured out. Welcome yeah, to Pop X, bro. So, putting together the last names, Austin, I did not know you were Joseph's brother. They well, might as well be. The we might as well be. They're not. No, okay, we are first cousins, they are my friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First yeah. But the apple didn't fall too far from the tree. I was going to say he's basic. He's basically a <laughs> we're, brother. Yeah, they're, we're, they're we're twinsies. Brothers. We're fine. <laughs> However, yeah. I am not a Burke. <laughs> but you she is. Lindsay. We'll find she way. is our sister, though. I we consider an, Lindsay. Sister, and, and you know what, John? Your family. You're you're our big brother, right. man. When I, I so when she knew what what a man cave needed, I was like, ah, oh, she's 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 family. yeah, she's <laughs> she's family. She knows exactly what's going on here. So I gotta I gotta hype you up for a minute. So I've been watching John. He is uh, a regular on Fox Network here in Orlando, Florida. He is always on there in the mornings, sharing the information about the theme park industry and some of the exciting things. He was on there just last week, as a matter of fact. We posted a link to it. But he's just uh, one thing I love about you, John, is that you're you're just your humble approach on how you document things that are going on in the theme park industry. And I think that is such a nice, fresh perspective. And I just love you for that. I love everything that you produce. Because I'm really passionate about it myself, so it doesn't have to be phony. Oh, man. When you find something you love, like when you were talking about Stranger Things, I was dying to jump on. (laughs) So stuff like that. I got you, man. But uh, if you're passionate about it, you don't have to. Oh no! You're 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 among friends and family here, my friend. You you are from fellow nerds and geeks that get it. So you know, on on the forefront, that's where we're beginning with this. But John, I want to ask you right off the bat. So you actually just a couple of days ago, August the third, uh, got to go to a special area of yeah, Orlando on a scale of like one to ten. Yes, I'll yes. Say probably a six in Star Wars, and it's Disney. That got me more into it. The newer movies actually got me more into it. Okay, very a lot nice. Of people are you know way into it from before that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I saw it as a kid, but I just I don't know. I grew out of it somehow. Okay. But now I'm back into it. And Good. let me tell you, this this world, wow, it was bigger than I thought. Wow. I was walking around for a half hour and I had not seen the Millennium Falcon, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, if you go into Toy Story Land, you see everything pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you do. Not, that much more acreage something about the way they put it together it feels much larger uh i i was a 
I'm waiting for Rise of the Resistance to open on December 5th here. Okay. That's supposed to be like the mega dark ride Imagineers are telling me it's going to be absolutely incredible. Like beyond mm. what no wow. as a dark ride. Oh wow. So I when I saw videos of Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, you know, I liked it, but I thought, all right, you know, this is Dave and Buster's video game to the tenth power. <laughs> And when I when I wrote, I was like, "No, it is much better than the videos cannot do it justice." So I you, thought the screens were on, you know, like the panels. Right. No, yeah. it, you feel like you're in the cockpit, and the video is out there, almost like they put a Millennium Falcon cockpit into Soren. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so you really do look out at everything. Yeah. Good. What were you going to ask about control? No, I was just going to say, like, you're in the control booth the control deck of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And so how many, I got to ask, so how many can seat in, in that six? Right. So there's, oh. and, and you know, listen, purists are mad at this. Anybody who's a purist says the Millennium Falcon only fits four people. Um, <laughs> they told oh. Onaka, the character had to make some adjustments. So at least they, they mentioned, you know, they're, they're fully aware that they had a, get more people in but even six feels pretty good i was i'm uh, shocked though big boy friendly yeah it was, it was not you know tight in there for me at all wow the, the two front people are the uh pilots there's a left and right pilot a front and back okay then there are two gunners right and left and then there's okay. two engineers who fix the falcon it kind of sounds like mission space a little bit a, a little know, this you have a lot more uh, leverage, to, not leverage, a lot more responsibility to what you're doing. Okay. You, you know, on Mission Space, you can't really steer and it's going to go where it wants. Oh. This, you go left and right. You're really going left and right. If you don't shoot something, what? you're what? really not getting credit. No way. And if something wow. breaks, yeah, the engineer really has to fix it or you get told when you stop. Are you serious? the problems. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So there's a little bit of pressure. How yeah. cool. Yeah. So uh, here's something. I, you, you, so we got six that's in the cockpit at the same time. And I love the intimacy of this because you think about um, uh, the, the flight of, uh, what is it? Uh, the, the flight of passage. Flight of passage in, at, at Animal Kingdom. I mean, that's a roll of those things. I mean, you're not supposed to look left and right. I know, I know. I, the the imagination. It's personal. But, it's just you. <laughs> but, you know, the intimacy of having six. Engage yeah. in this experience yeah, that's, together. That's not a very big. I love call. that though because it no, makes I'm the experience. That the little door that opens to let you in. Mm -hmm. You get in, that door shuts, and that thing moves, and another cockpit comes. There's probably would, a yeah. cockpits in probably, there. Probably, yeah. To you, it feels very intimate. I love that though. It's great. That is so cool. I did build a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you build a lightsaber? You did not build a lightsaber. Oh, let's go. Did you really? Oh, let's go. Look at that. Okay, oh, we, no, we got to make you big screen on this one because we got to see what this thing. Oh my God! What? Did you see how it? <laughs> see how it goes up and down. It does. It goes. <laughs> it, it engages. Listen when you move it. Listen. Oh man! Oh so no! nature, and I had about seven or eight choices for each piece. <laughs> Bottom piece, I picked a rancor tooth because I figured I could come up with some story about how I had it going. <laughs> That's awesome, though. <laughs> so, so fire it up one more time. Let's hear it. Okay, now watch, watch how it goes from bottom to, to up. That blows me away. Wow. That's and just like that. 
That's insane, dude. All right. You take the bleed out. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, it, yeah. it has make sound when you take the pieces. Oh, my gosh. So now, is this thing like, um, gosh, there's so many questions now. So you, I know. You, <laughs> I, I know it's like 200 bucks for that, but um, it's pretty good quality, right? It's not it, like. It, it is It is unlike any other lightsaber. It is very heavy metal. It feels. Oh, it's metal. Solid. Oh, it is metal. Yeah. It, Oh, I was going to say, it's not That's plastic, like four is pounds, it? Maybe five pounds in your hand. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so it has some good weight to it. All right, so, okay. so, so wait. <laughs> there's a lot to process here. So is there an experience? Now, I heard there's an experience where you get to pick your kyber crystals. Yes. Now, now, let's say you wanted to buy something like that, but you didn't want to go through the experience. Okay. You can get something similar for about 120 The experience okay. is that you pick whatever you want to build it, and it's unless somebody else picks those things, which is probably a one in 100 shot, it's it's yours, meaning it's you know it's special to unique. You. But the experience is you all go around. They explain to you about lightsabers. They bring you kyber crystals that you pick. Wow. They bring you trays, and then Yoda comes out. There is video on BigFatBanda.com that shows. Oh yeah. Yoda talks to you about everybody raises the lightsabers. And even me, who's not, you know, the purest, I was getting the chills, and I was like, oh, Wow. Right, this is experience here for a minute. That's insane, dude. Fully immersive. Fully that immersive. Is, that is the magic of Disney right there. It really That's is. That's what that is. And they do give you a sleeve with a cushion to hold it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wow. Shut up and oh take my, my money. God. Where's my credit card at right now? Actually, I, I think I have one right here. Here, you can have my credit card right there. Go for Joe, it. Joe, can you hold a, a, a lightsaber in your gauntlet? Can you? In your... <laughs> <laughs> I have an infinity gauntlet, the, the life-size oh, replica. Yeah. All right, so uh, while you're talking... crystals are about 15 bucks. Okay. They go okay. into other items that they sell at Doc Andar's uh, Den of Antiquities. Uh-huh. And each crystal says different things, does different things. So I want to collect that crystal. They're about 13 bucks each. Okay. Maybe thirteen ninety nine. That's a pretty, I like that. That like that gives you the color too to your saber though, right? right? So you yeah. can change the crystal in there. Oh, I was going to ask if you could exchange them out. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's cool that it's flexible that way. Yellow, that's white, amazing. red. That's insane. Well, listen, while we're talking here right quick, I'm going to go ahead and roll some footage of you uh, with some friends that's uh, basically, now some of the people that's on our Facebook feed right now, they're going to be able to see this in real time, but they're basically, you just recorded some video of you just walking through Part, portions of Galaxy's Edge. It was raining, so it was raining. I, I, I remember <laughs> that. So, so you are on the land of Batu, right? Yeah. If this was the most current video, yes. Okay. Interesting. So, as you're walking through, what's the first thing you see when you walk in the land? Well, it matters on where you walk in from. If you walk in from where, like Muppet Vision 3D <clears> is, the first thing you go through is like this cave that goes to the right, okay. and you're in the Resistance cool. camp. With the wow. rise of the resistance to the left, okay, that's not open yet. Okay, and that's another big swath of land that you can't explore right now. Wow! Keep going straight, and you get to the marketplace. The marketplace. We're seeing shots of that now. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you'll see. You look. Am I looking up yet? And the rain is falling down on. Me? Um, you're. We're actually getting a really nice perspective. Yeah, you're looking up, and we're seeing some of the like the the hanging ornaments and okay, and, yeah. and, and the draperies, and there's a cast member in the middle. Yeah. Okay, I'll look up again in a second. You'll see the rain falling. Dude. I'm shocked at how dark it was because I saw a video from California. California is lighter. Yeah. And I will confirm not only is it because it was raining, but yeah. the color palette was darkened here on purpose because with the sun, it's right. I was getting okay. ready to say, yeah. that's. I know you have made comment about that, that there was comparison pictures between light and dark. 
And I know the Florida sun has a way of just bleaching everything out. Exactly. And that I makes a lot of sense. California sun would do the same thing, but apparently the, they know that it's worse here. And they probably do have to repaint it every so many years. So, they so we're seeing a straight shot right now down the way of the actual marketplace. And it looks like there's stores and vendors on there's, both sides, right? There are so many things I wanted to spend money on. It was ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then there's some food shops in there, like colored popcorn. Yeah. Uh, the one restaurant that we went to, it's somewhere in that video, too, probably not towards the end, uh, where we ate, which was fried chicken, mashed potatoes, and some sauce. It was Awesome. Oh my and it's gosh. Fried and Dorian tip yip. So they're not calling anything you know, now, the right thing. What is the custom macrotech units? Are the, the custom the custom droids that you can purchase? Oh yeah, there's a droid right. So some oh, the yeah. lady that we were with did build her own droid. Now you can get pre-made droids mm -hmm. or you can build your own. Now when you build your own, you get to put you know how they have the kyber crystals for the other stuff? They have personality. Yeah. Yes. So for like thirteen bucks you keep buying like I think there was like 14 different personality chips <laughs> that turn your Jeez. choice to either nasty, nice, uh, somewhere in the middle, uh, evil, light and good. And it was pretty cool to see the people doing that. They're remote control, most of them. You can have uh, wow. style units, R2-D2 style units. They even sell a, a Bluetooth Rex who used to guide Star Tours, if you remember. Yes. Okay. Rex, yes. Rubin, Paul Rubens, the original voice. <gasps> yeah, I remember that. His voice. Oh my gosh! Wow. So we're we're looking now, and so you were looking at some of the things. Uh, there's like blue milk, and then there's like you're you're yeah. walking and talking at the moment, and we're just seeing some amazing perspectives, dude. I'm looking at the walls, and so have all of our viewers right now, and the, the attention to detail, and it just in there, dude. On it, the floor. And there's like stormtroopers walking around, and cast members that look like they're part of this world. It's insane. And now we're getting our first shot of the Millennium Falcon, all the mountain range in the background. Well, that, that's that's, that's what I was going to ask too. Is is the cast members? I know they're told to interact. What's the interaction like? Is it intimate? Does it feel like you're a part of the Star Wars world, or yeah, is it just kind of like, oh, they like, clearly work here? They will. If you said, oh, could I, you know, take a picture with you? You're a character. They'll be like, I'll take a picture with you. But what are you talking? Like, mm -hmm. they're not they're not conscious that they're part of. Yeah, the they're wow. not like an okay. official character, like exactly. a Mickey Mouse or a. Right. They don't take money. Okay. They take credits. Okay. Oh. So, bags okay disney world i was about to ask you if, what the currency was there because i remember that, that they'll they tell you did. 10 credits and you'll say uh, and then they'll give you they said to me do you want your credential and i because i was there with cast to visit it uh -huh. i thought my credential are they looking for? i realized they mean the receipt oh so really do keep up uh wow wow there was a resistance uh, lady who is a character walking around. She reminds me a lot of Holly Berry. She yeah. Says, like, Holly Berry. And she was, you tell them, you know, people said, are you having a good day? And she said, yeah, as long as I'm, you know, not with the first order, I'm having a good day. Wow. So, and she was running, looking for them. And she was, she was really convincing. I thought it was great. So we're seeing some, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just saying we're, uh, we're seeing some video of a line queue right now. Is this the line queue for the actual Millennium Falcon attraction? Millennium Falcon, run, yep. Okay. Update. It was interesting just to be on the queue. Really? And there's a lot yeah. of sound coming from that. I, I, I last a long time on a shot of that engine in the room. Yeah, there. that the engine looks really crazy, dude. There's That's a lot insane. Of lights that I couldn't get and sounds that go along with it. Wow. And we're getting I, a top view right now of the Millennium Falcon and it's just the the detail. Yeah, the top Oh yeah, my gosh. Going in. I was noting how, how fast the queue was moving. Is that just because it was a low media night, probably? Day, like media day, or is... We waited 25 minutes, 
and this was a cast preview and it was still semi-crowded okay. so i think it's going to go good i'm sure there'll be hour waits sometimes but it seems to go pretty good and i don't know wow. what capacity the ride is up to yet you know it could be there's another whole section still to open to handle more guests that we don't know that's insane cool. well but, you know as, as i'm gonna i'm gonna close it out on the video because i'm gonna leave some to your actual channel if you want to check out more of big fat panda stuff from galaxy's edge be sure to go over to bigfatpanda.com and check it out but i've got more with you here john let's yeah. talk all right so that's star wars galaxy's edge now is there anything that we didn't talk on that you want to you want to discuss that we haven't touched on with Galaxy's Edge? Resistance, December 5th. That's going to blow us all away. Okay. Dauntless, now, uh, is, is the one in California opened already? When is the one in California open? Okay, so you know we got Galaxy's Edge last, you know, after California. They're getting Rise of the Resistance about two months after us. So oh. when you say dark ride, this is going to be kind of like Space Mountain. It's completely dark. No, Rise of the Resistance, or, nothing like Space Mountain. Well, I know, like... It, it's indoor and it's completely dark. Or no, no, no. You know, I'm so sorry. When I say dark ride, dark ride is a uh, just a term for any ride that's like the Haunted Mansion. Even Peter Pan's Flight is considered a dark ride. So it's not that it's actually dark inside. I'm sorry. Uh, for those, it's a strange term. I agree. We're not park people all the time. <laughs> You're sitting in a, uh, I think it's an eight-person trackless vehicle, and you are going into the first order. They're catching you. Uh, Kylo Ren is force pushing you back your vehicle. What? Oh my God! You are seeing adats, true to size. This is not projection. Uh, these are in the building. The adats are moving around you and walking. Are and you serious? Are, yes. There's a scene with about, I'm going to say, 40 animatronic stormtroopers. Also. So I'm sure they'll use. Some Can you see my face right now? I don't, listen, the Imagineers said, oh. "Grown men with pride." I'm our, I want to cry right now. And I, I, am, I am floored. Women will cry too. <laughs> I am floored. I will probably have a religious experience when I go through. I'm having one right now. <laughs> My <laughs> gosh, man. That's insane. <laughs> so, It'll be a Daisy Ridley. Uh, so, a Daisy Ridley I heard yeah. you say full-size scale ATATs. -AT yes. yes. As a matter of fact, you could see them being made. They, they built them first and then put the building around it. And I'm sure they're going to fire at you and stuff, and probably one or two feet are coming up to step oh on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say, though, because beforehand, I'm like prior to your video, it looked a bit smaller than I had, I had anticipated. What is the actual scale of the entire place as a whole? Is it a lot bigger than people think it's going? Uh, 14 acres. But you know what? There's a lot oh of buildings, too. Like 14 acres? probably takes up four acres, maybe three acres. Okay. You know, that you can't see. I don't know what some of those run takes up. But 14 acres total is that park. You know, that land. That is so oh, freaking impressive. That is impressive. Disney is on fire right now. Yeah. I mean, this is just amazing. And so, all right. So, all right. We got a full-scale battle going on, and that's going to be coming in December the 5th, right? That's December 5th. And the, the name of that attraction is? Rise of the Resistance. Rise of the Resistance. Oh, my gosh. Just in time for Christmas. Get your credit cards ready, guys. When's the, uh, when's the Marvel Universe well, freaking land here? I wish. <laughs> Licensing agreements won't allow a Marvel land to be built east of the Mississippi River. Yeah. I don't get it either. But uh, maybe with the Fox acquisition of Marvel, maybe we might get something. But I do know that there is a Marvel land being planned for Disney, California. So uh, it's going to be a full-scale Tony Stark Industries building and all that stuff. I have seen the schematics for that online somewhere. I can't remember. Maybe it was even Panda's website. I can't remember where. I don't live there. I don't even want to know about it. I, it's just oh, <laughs> mind blown. All right, so 
let's let's all right so that's galaxy's edge let's talk a little bit about halloween horror nights now one of the reasons i want to talk about that is because one of my favorite franchises of all time was announced just a few weeks ago ghostbusters is coming to halloween horror Nights. so what can fans expect in halloween hhn 29 this year you know what i love about that is it's not technically horror i was surprised yeah it's it's comedic horror yeah i mean i'm sure they're going to use the the devil dog things i forget what those things are Uh, devil dogs you devil, know what I mean? Yeah. They're devil dogs. Devil dogs. Yeah, I am just hoping that we see a Stay Puffed Marshmallow oh, Man. Oh gosh, again. that was the first thing I, was I thought about. Yeah. I was like, there better be a Marshmallow Man they, in that house. They have to. Last year, I don't know if you went. Did you go last year? I, I've been every year since 2008. Okay. In the movie one last year, the the movie cinema thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a big critter. He was huma- He was like the size of this room. I remember and he that. Broke his mouth and I was like, oh my god. And even in Poltergeist, they had a big yeah face skull. The big face that would come out at you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And on that scale, that cool. I mean, at the end, a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, that room better smell of marshmallows. Oh, my gosh. Um, and it's a lot of projection inside those, those houses, too. There was a leak this week. I don't know if you saw it, but the Slimer was in the hallway in the hotel room. And it's a 3D. It's almost like a holographic projection and Slimer's coming at you from that hotel scene in part yep. one. So they've recreated that entire hotel hallway. Now, now for those of that, now me and John have had the blessing to be able to attend Halloween Horror Nights many, many years. But for those who are not familiar with Halloween Horror Nights, can you imagine a Halloween event put on by Universal Studios, one of the leaders in horror movie productions? It is mm-hmm. to a scale that you cannot even begin to fathom. And so franchises like Halloween and Chucky and Freddy and Alien versus Predator, which is now Disney. Does that mean that Queen Alien is now a Disney? Pre- I don't even yeah. wait a minute. Back up, rewind, verse that. Got it. But you think about everything. Get Ghostbusters in there. Now, Ghostbusters was an original property on Universal Studios back in the early '90s. John, you remember? Did you ever attend that original production? No, I was only at Halloween Harness for the last three years because I was completely chicken, and I still am. <laughs> I'm of it. You and I be the big chickens. Nice. (laughs) Buck, 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 buck. That is fantastic. So uh, Halloween Horror Nights 29 is obviously going to to be going around. Is is there any other, what is the other productions that we, Stranger Things Season 2 is going to be a walkable house. Is it two and three or is it just two? I thought thought it was Season 3 also. I can't, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you because you're the guy that knows everything. Because I want to see a Scoops Ahoy in there. Oh, there has to be Scoops Ahoy. Please. Right? Please. And, uh, uh, was announced. I forgot what was announced. Oh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Very cool. Very classic retro B movie horror. Creepy. Scare Zone last year. Yes. They did a bang up job on recreating those uh, figures. They sure did. They sure did. Exactly like that. Now, have all 10 houses been announced yet? I think only three or four. We we said three of them. I don't think. No. No, I think we still have like maybe two, maybe two or three still left on the dock. Six or seven still to be announced. You think so? Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, uh, Killer Clowns. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the other one? Oh gosh, I can't. I know. Oh, the Halloween horror movie. Uh, the, the 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 horror movie oh, no. throwback house. Okay, so four classic monsters. And there's going to be like ten or twelve houses, so there's still a lot that they're. Yeah, I think they're 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 docked in for ten houses this year. Have they ever done a Beetlejuice house? Because they need to do a Beetlejuice house. They've never done a Beetlejuice house. I don't. They totally think, need to But they did the Beetlejuice graveyard review, which was a. Beetlejuice two coming out, isn't there? I heard something about that that Michael Keaton. There are rumors. Yes. Yes. I, I, I will if probably bring back the nineties. They can't leave out Beetlejuice, so they're better. This is this is also true. 
So as we as we wrap up with Halloween Horror Nights, be sure if you live in California, Hollywood, California, Orlando, Florida, or Singapore, um, you'll be able to partake in some amazing creepy goodness uh, this coming Halloween season. And, you know, this year they've actually extended it all the way back to the second week in September. So you can go from the second week of September all the way up to November the 2nd and, and participate in Halloween Horror Nights. And I'm so excited because this is going to be my 11th consecutive year in attending HHN. And here's something cool for you, John. I have a shirt from every year that's got all the houses on it. I have bought a shirt for the last three years I've been there, not not the one before. If you ever ever come over to the house, I get to show you not only the man cave, but I'll show you my crazy HHN collections. It's pretty fun. Are are they holding up well with washes or not? They are. You know, Universal uses a very, you know, you only wear them just a couple times a year anyway. So it's not like you're wearing them to death throughout the year and they turn gray and the next thing you know you get bleach stains all over them and, and nothing like that. I, I'm one of those guys that hoards everything that I collect, so I'm kind of like, you know, my precious. But um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so lastly but not least, uh, we, have, we have talked about Galaxy's Edge. We've talked about Halloween Horror Nights. Let's talk about Epic Universe. Uh, I, you know, this past week that uh, Universal announced their fourth theme park, if you're counting, considering... Uh, Third theme park. Stop yeah. it. It's, it's yeah. Well, Volcano Bay is a is a water park, but they're considering the fourth theme park. Now, John, uh, what are some of the lands that's going to be in this park? Do we know what some of them are specifically? Everything, everything is rumor since nothing's been confirmed, but I think we know for sure there will be a Nintendo land. Yeah. Ooh. Donkey Kong roller coaster. A Donkey Kong coaster. That's what I heard, and I actually do. If you go online and Google. Donkey Kong Coaster play, uh, concept. Oh, do we get to ride in a barrel? Yeah, and listen to this. There's a track here. <laughs> oh a big track here with an arm holding the car. So it looks like it jumps the track and goes over when, in fact, the real track is here. It's never left it. But it looks like it just came off the rails and went oh, back. Oh, my. Isn't that great? That's oh, awesome. That's uh, I know wow. there's supposed to be a Mario Kart ride, which is mixed That's reality. what I was going to ask. What? Yeah, like, I heard it's it's physical things, but you wear glasses that make other things happen at the same time. So mm. Oh. Oh, alternate reality, huh? It's not screen, but it's mixed reality. So it's alternate reality. A little bit of VR. Like, wow. I guess, alternate, I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, interesting. I, so... Pretty safe to say another Harry Potter, maybe a Fantastic Beast. I heard that there was rumors for a Fantastic Beast land. Monster land. Yes. So they're bringing back the classic horror genres of Dracula, Frankenstein, Mummy, etc. And that's another thing at Halloween Horror Nights when they do that. I don't find those to be scary, I thought, until I went into the classic house. I was like, no. Yeah, it's, it's scary. freaking scary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the um, what was the uh, the one house that uh, a few years ago? This may have been the year that you first went. Was the American Werewolf in London? Oh yes. Oh. <laughs> the subway system when he would pop out. Dude, I, I there was moments when I had to change my underwear. I'm pretty darn sure. The inverse predator house. I was petrified. Oh my god, dude, it was insane. I wouldn't even have gone through the front door. You're braver <laughs> than I. Get me in there now. <laughs> I was just like, now, now. <laughs> I want to go. This is so. Just real quick, not to go back to the Halloween Horror Nights. Is this your your standard, you know, your haunted house, except with the themes? Is it just kind of a walkthrough kind of deal? Or is it a, a, an attraction? Like, what's the format here? It is a conga line of people, so it's not like okay. you're on your own. 
but the sets are so detailed. Mm. Things are popping out at you still. You know, people are coming out at you and they're hitting either a button or a foot plate with a sound that just jolts the heck out yeah. of you. Yes. But it looks great. I mean, you will visit things that you saw in the movie. When you went to the poltergeist house, mm. you went into their kitchen, you saw their living room, you went to the throat that comes into Carol Ann's room. Yeah. So you're reliving things from the movies that feel very authentic. Yes. With some tips and tricks and stuff. Yeah. And one thing too, Austin, too, that I've noticed in my many years of attending, they produce a lot of these houses in the giant studio warehouses. And we're talking those massive film production warehouses. And so not only is there the depth of of the maze that you're walking through, you also have the height of the maze that you're walking through. And you'll look up and see a gargoyle flying. Yeah. Stuff flying over your head. Wow. Joe, did you ever go on the one where they tilt the floor? I your- did go on that. Wasn't that the one where they had the, the it was the underwater ghost ship type thing? Yes. And you're walking sideways and there's water oh, squirting on you. Wicked. You have windows on the right of like things that want you. Yeah. And the floor tilted in that direction. And, you know, me, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going into them. <laughs> it was fun. I wanted to go very quickly. Oh. There were so many great moments there. But, you know, I mean, I'm so excited, though, because as HHN is approaching 30, you know, I'm just so excited. Because, you know, I've been, I attended, uh, the first year I went was uh, when they did uh, Bloody Mary, which was the one with the mirror, the witch and the oh, mirror. Man. And so that was, that was my first year. That was when I first started dating my future wife, who now is my bride. But um, it was really cool. And, you know, coming from small town Kentucky, never having experienced anything to this scale, and having been like seen this for the first time, I was, I was blown away. And John, you had hinted something really earlier about Halloween Horror Nights that a lot of people don't don't talk about is the smell of the rooms as you walk in. It, there was one scene uh, last year. Uh, your um, bacon. <laughs> yes, yes, bacon. And do you remember um, um, Krampus? Remember the house Krampus? It smelled like gingerbread. Yes. It yes. smelled like gingerbread. So when you're talking uh, Stay Puffed Let's Marshmallow Man, you level. have to smell marshmallow. You know, it's really terrible. The Exorcist, when you went through the rooms, smelled like vomit from Reagan. It did. It smelled like vomit. There was an actual pungent odor that they were using that con- I mean that one for me. If if you can't if see what I'm talking about here though, Universal creates an atmosphere that is so real. It yeah. just it it will rock you to your core, and uh, so with all of that now we we talked about epic epic universe and we talked about Halloween Horror Nights and we talked about the new Disney. Let's talk really briefly about Walt Disney World's 2021 50th anniversary coming up. John, what are some of the big attractions that they're planning in all the parks right now? I know that there's a few that's going on at Magic Kingdom and there's one being a couple being built at Epcot. Let's talk about those right quick. Okay, so we know Tron is coming to the Magic Kingdom. Tron. And- see it being built it looks great uh so that's going to be physical coaster Mm -hmm. right over in uh studios we're going to get it before then we're getting the mickey and minnie's runaway railway which really has a mystique around it i don't know too much what to expect yeah we know you're going to be in a train and they're using projections and some sort of animatronics um it took over a great movie ride right yeah okay huge amount of space and they got a lot of you know they got they got some shoes to fill there i got you over at Epcot, we got uh, Ratatouille coming in. I cannot wait for that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's four so far. Four. Guardians of the Galaxy. Five. Poster. 
there's probably some more I don't know of yet. I'm sure that Journey into Imagination, rumor, mm-hmm. had mm. to get an overhaul. I heard about that. If it will be Inside Out, or if it will be Figment doing something original, but that needs an overhaul. Isn't the Intervention Interventions West getting a revamp as well? I think the Big Fountain might be going. Oh no! So maybe for something better, maybe for a bunch of little fountains. I don't know, but. I have a feeling. Oh, the I space love. restaurant is coming. The what is it now? A space restaurant in between mission, in between Mission Space and Test Track. Okay. Uh, what are they going to serve? It's not Star Wars. It's literally you look out and it's space shuttles flying around as you're eating. That is awesome. Wow. Do you eat, do you eat Tang and eat food out of test of <laughs> like tooth toothbrush tubes or? <laughs> that are doing it. If I'm not mistaken, is Patina Restaurant. They are the same people that do the Anopoly. Oh, I'm sorry, the Edison, and if it's them, it's good food. So it's got to be the Edison is probably one of the premier restaurants at Disney Springs right now. I'm not going to lie. Their candy. The the Guardians ride is that just an overhaul of Hollywood uh, Hotel, or is it completely different? No, they're keeping Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is not changing. Yeah, I know. I wanted to stay Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Guardians is a spinning roller coaster going up where Ellen's Energy Adventure used to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. The energy pavilion is gone. It'll be a Guardians of the Galaxy. So there is a lot of construction at Walt Disney World Orlando uh, Resort as a whole. And so they're gearing up for the big 50th that's coming up on 2021, right? I hear that we're going to be get 50 new things. That might mean two cupcakes in there, and they're fi- that's <laughs> new things. So, I'm, you know, Tron would be one of them, the Runaway Railway. Yeah, I'm hoping that a hat Star Wars added to our haunted mansion. Oh, oh my gosh! For haunted I'm mansion there. is my favorite attraction of all time. It really is great, and that and the pirates. Oh you man, gotta have the pirates of the Caribbean. In yeah, there. especially when you're there when Johnny Depp's actually there replacing his his lookalike. Yes, just, I'm just joking. That. that was only in California. Happened. <laughs> yeah, it really happened. Yeah, so. John, is there anything else that you want to touch on before before we let you go? Is there anything that we, we missed in the world of Orlando? You know, something that I noticed people miss that's fun and it's, it's not a big deal, the void over in Disney Springs, the virtual reality. Austin track. did that. Austin, uh, right? Uh, it's the best. It's the coolest thing I've ever done. I, I told Joe this. It's the best attraction I've ever been a part of. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's $21 or something for a great experience. They have Star Wars now and Wreck-It Ralph. Did you do both, Austin? No, I didn't do... Oh, okay. They so got Wreck-It Ralph? Great things about the Wreck-It Ralph one as well. So You get like a pancake gun, and I don't <laughs> when he gets the pancake, yeah. and the, they have the guns that shoot pancakes oh. and syrup and milkshakes. Yo, we got to do that. We got to do that. When you're coming <laughs> back, awesome. Austin, we got to come back down. Uh, next week. <laughs> So now the void is is a re it's 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 this experience that was uh, announced at Disney Springs about probably three years ago when they started. It's Industrial Light and Magic, is the guys behind all of the animation and and just the overall production of all of this. And they started with the Star Wars experience, which was basically you come face to face with with Darth Vader and droids and 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 aliens and all kinds of crazy stuff. It's sensory overload. And Austin, I think you you were blown away. At the production a quality. A lot of people don't know that it exists there. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and it really takes you out of the moment. You go have dinner at Disney Springs and go on there. It's not a very expensive day. No, it's, it's not. Actually, less than most movie theaters now. 20 bucks, yeah. I mean, and, and the attraction's a good 10 minutes worth of, of yeah. entertainment. So. 
maybe yeah yeah well john go ahead real quick john i know you mentioned kind of what your favorite so i want to know your favorite attraction at universal your favorite attraction at disney and then your overall favorite before we go favorite attraction at disney is always going to be the haunted mansion okay it just does it for me and i keep seeing new things and and all that at universal oh okay that's going to be very hard (laughs) i think it's spider-man spider-man love that I nice. like Transformers too, but I like Spider-Man, and every time I watch it, even though I know how some of it's done, it fools me, and I'm I'm in yeah. it. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. is a good attraction. Oh my god, yeah, that's one of my favorite. That's probably my favorite at Universal as well, because I, I remember going there as a kid and riding that ride, and I was it was the first time I had seen anything like that before, right. so yeah. it really it blew me away. Yeah. You land car when you fall at the end, it's just oh my god. And, you know, we haven't even touched on SeaWorld or Busch Gardens, so we may have to do a part two to this, John, at some point, maybe in a few months down the road, uh, and, and just kind of talk about all the things that the, the Bush parks are doing right now, because there's a lot of new stuff and content that they're creating as well. Yeah, and two. I know that um, one of my final questions here that I want to make sure we sneak in here is I know that one of the big highlights is always the rides, the characters, whatever, but also the food. Mm. What yeah. is your favorite entree like meal meal and then what's your favorite sweet treat from any of the parks good question okay. well, you know what's it's weird i do have a favorite the boathouse in disney Springs. oh that's so has good an entree that fills me up believe it or not i like to eat often not a lot at once so i get the filet mignon sliders from the oh, Lord. but here's the best part they're only like 15 dollars. so there's two filet mignon sliders and you get a baked potato you get a loaded baked potato with cheese and onions and bacon oh my god it fills you up and it's just as much as if you went to like the hamburger joint really but it's so much better oh my wow god. it's a sweet treat still a dole whip I love dole whip dole yes whip. gosh do you want the float the ice cream or what which one ice cream the ice cream the, the one that's the pineapple and the ice cream mixed together okay oh my god that's the float <laughs> yeah. The now. Oh my gosh, dude! I I that is my go-to every time I go to Magic Kingdom. I have I know they sell it at the Polynesian, but yep. yeah. There's one other really good mention that you have to try that I just discovered. Okay. Adventureland has this little booth that has cheeseburger egg rolls. What? Cheeseburger egg rolls. And I'm laughing because they're the most horrible <laughs> thing. On they are so good, and it's like you want to go and nobody. <laughs> Feels like a drug <laughs> I know. It feels like I'm doing, you know, like I'm crack. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> Delicious. That is so awesome. Well, listen, wow. John, man, thank you so much for spending your Sunday evening with us here on Pop X Cast, our 100th episode. And dude, this has been a long time coming. I'm so thankful that you 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 had the availability and we were able to get you scheduled. And uh, we definitely look forward to having you all maybe in this in, in the future talking about future things as maybe Disney approaches that 50th anniversary mark, perhaps. Come back and geek out with us some more. We always really, love. You know what? What's the when? Uh, are you going to do a Dark Crystal show? Oh, we probably are oh, going to. Yes. Probably. Yes. I'm so into Dark Crystal and so excited for the Netflix show. Call me back for that. I'll be waiting with bells on. You know what? You'll be the fourth person in the seat. We'll call you back on it. Awesome. Right. Fantastic. Dark Crystal coming your way. Well, John, it's uh, BigFatPanda.com, and that'll go directly to your YouTube page. Do uh, you have social media as well, like Twitter and Instagram and all that? Big Fat Panda Show. Big Fat Panda Show. Okay. 
All right, John. His videos are amazing. I his videos are fantastic. fantastic. Cinematography is fantastic. Well and, put together. And if you're an Orlando native, be sure to tune in on Fox uh, on um, many mornings throughout the week. He's on there. What is there typically a morning for that? There's no time or rhyme or reason. They'll call me a week before or they'll okay. call me a day before, and they'll say, can you talk about this or can you talk about that? And so, of course, I run if I can. Okay, cool. Well, be sure to catch him on Fox 5, I believe it is? Fox 35. Fox 35. And he's right here in Orlando as well. But, you know, go to BigFatPanda.com and check out his Facebook page as well. He's got all of his stuff posted there. And, um, again, man, thank you so much. I My mind is exploding with just what we've heard literally from Galaxy's Edge tonight. I am... You're going to love it. I'm shaking. I want I want that lightsaber so bad. I just, I'm, I'm nerding out, dude. I'm telling you, I want it. But, John, thank you, you so much. I want to know when you make yours. Oh, thank you I will, man. All right, John, have a blessed night, my friend. Take care. Oh, my gosh, guys. That was insane. Holy cow. And so... As we're wrapping this up here, we got a couple more things. As uh, as as we wrap up the, the Pop X is 100th, we're going to invite Mike back on here, and um, I want to just go around the table right quick and share uh, one of our favorite. What is your favorite a moment from Pop X's 100th, 99 episodes, and what is um, yeah, what was your favorite moment, and what is why do you keep coming back to Pop X? All right, and I want to start with Austin. Let's start with Austin. Wow. That's a good question. Favorite moment. Oh, Favorite gosh. moment, and why do you keep coming back to record on PopX? What is it about PopX? Well, I'll start with the second one. I mean, the reason why I keep coming back is, is one, the conversation. It's, it's all about expressing our love for the things that we love, whether it's pop culture or comic books, or, you know, sometimes we expand to theme parks like we did tonight. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's, it mostly has to do with the people on the screen at all times, right? Lindsay and Mike and Joe, I mean, the, the group, the dynamic is great, but we always, we can manage to get our thoughts out there in a way that engages people yeah. and, and brings them in and allows them to feel like they're part of the conversation. Mm. And that's really the reason for me why I keep coming back. And I love doing this show. In wow. terms of my favorite moment, I, it, it's hard to choose one in particular, honestly. And, you know, I, I, I came in, a little later than everybody else and and not too you know, late. I missed the first not we too didn't late miss much <laughs> <laughs> it's true but it, it's like it it really was that first time that I got to come on the show and and feel like I was oh this is really cool cuz I've been listening to this and you know now I feel like I'm I'm part of the crew and of course college it was time management and and internet and all of that stuff but now that I actually have my setup it is it does feel like this full circle of I used to be on the outside looking in and now I'm on the inside, and I'm in the midst of great company. But it really was that first time, the first episode that you hearkened back to earlier in the show. That was my favorite moment because I just felt so, like, giddy at the time. I was wow. just so happy to be here, and it was awesome, man. I loved it. Oh, dude, thank you so much. That's awesome uh, for sharing that. And, you know, I'm we're, we're here, man. We're family now, all four yeah. of us, me, you, and Mike. And so I want to go to uh, Mike Ippolito down here in the bottom. Uh, so Mike... Uh, uh, Mike's been with me uh, pretty much since day one uh, from from the very conception of PopX Cast, and uh, I know many of us in our own lives we've taken seasons where we've not been on or we've been on and stuff like that. Mike's, what's been your favorite moment on PopX, and why do you why do you keep doing what you're doing here? Well, I mean, it's uh, you know it's a lot to pick out of a hundred. Um, <laughs> you know, just uh, some of the stuff of you know, there's a lot of things that I don't you know 
I don't know as far as, you know, a lot of the comic book stuff and the things that I've learned, you know, being on here too. Just mm. even so majority of the time I do sit in the shadows, but it's information and, you know, stuff that I've, you know, I haven't really known and I learned from this show. And, Same. Um, you know, just a few ones where I can, you know, have contributed some stuff to the show as far as like, you know, the Doctor Who stuff or mm. retro blasting and, um, you know, Russ Braun as, you know, being a family member to. Yeah. Being in the comic industry, I thought it would have been a bonus to have on this show. It was yeah. awesome having Russ on. And thank you for, like, you know, introducing us to Retro Blasting. Now they're yeah. some of our favorite friends, you know. Yeah. And that's all because of you, buddy. Just letting you know that. So, I mean, there's a there's there's a comment down here from Moonshadow, and, the, and it's just so true. The wizard behind the tech. Yay, is. Mike. Yeah. The and show is not the same. Without it is the not graphic. the same, and you can tell it's when really you can tell when Mike's not here because we don't have any of the graphical input as we're talking about the stories and the news headlines, or just any of the um, funny content that he produces. The gifts it, are just amazing. The gifts are hilarious, the and so it, it 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 doesn't feel right. You know, when when the family member's gone from a show, it just doesn't have its 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 typical oomph. So when all four are present and accounted for, it feels glorious. And so, mm. you know, Mike and I we've shared a relationship for a long time we've been friends since 2006 and you know just the fact that we're doing this this podcast together is an amazing thing and i'm just so thankful and, and blessed that mike and uh, austin and Lindsay, you guys are a part of that so mike you're awesome thank you man so much Lindsay badger oh my goodness there's so many wonderful moments that we've had over the last couple of years i've been with joe talking and <laughs> creating this baby with him since even before episode one aired when he first approached me he's like what do you think about doing this show i was like uh let me know what i can do to help you make <laughs> it happen and i will be there for every show and pretty much i haven't missed even if i'm not on the show i'm in the side chat somewhere yeah um and it's been fantastic to as we always call it at the end of the show when we're re re living the, the what had just happened the hour or hour and a half before is man what happened to that hour yeah it yeah. flies by it is a well-oiled just like now i mean we're already hour and eight minutes into it conversation the personalities just mesh well the interests kind of interweave everybody has their own part to play joe's more comic austin's more movie um Mike fills in with the Doctor Who and, and all of the extra goodies and finds that he finds on the yeah. internet. I mean, there's some Stranger Things stuff that I would have never known existed if he didn't come and share it. Yeah. I didn't even know anything about Doctor Who until we had conversations of epicness about that. Now yep. I love Doctor Who. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. Yes. Um, I came into this enjoying the nerdy things, but not having a very strong, solid knowledge base behind the origin stories and the backgrounds and where all these characters came from and how they interwove and grow, grew together to become this big, epic, massive world. And I have to thank all three of you for helping me grow. I think that is the most important thing that I've taken from this entire experience. Plus, we always get to look back on all of the retro goods. Hmm. My favorite episode, I think, is whenever we broke down and threw down our favorite cartoons. Oh, that was a good one. That one was Saturday my morning episode. cartoons and cereal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That, that, that was wasn't that Austin Burke's cool. idea? I think it was Austin's yeah. idea. I think it was. Yeah. Other than that, I love the origin stories and the history of comics. I just 
eat that information up. And I feel like we should still do more of that in the future. Yeah. Sure. There's so much to cover and it's endless. We can cover how much that is. So <laughs> the nerd, my nerd mama card has been stamped and it's full now. And I feel like I need a new one so we can start the next. That's 200. awesome. <laughs> well, you know, 200. Moonshadow in the chat room has said that Lindsay is now the nerd mama of the entire bunch. So there I you go. love it. I accept um, that role. So I, I will, I will go forth and answer, you know, uh, my history of comics and just, Oh man, this is a heavy one. It's just, uh, there's a lot of who I am that originates from comic books and from reading, the, I mean, just the smell of the page. And you're going to hear this, Austin and I, as an added bonus at the end of this episode, you're going to have a 30-minute episode after PopX goes off. So you're going to be able to see me and Austin in my man cave talking back and forth about our origins in broadcasting. But to answer the question, I would definitely have to say that my favorite podcast was when I interviewed the founder and Grammy Award winner Chris Wink, one of the founders of the original three Blue Man Group. Um, just the fact to have him on uh, the platform and just have him interviewing a Grammy-nominated artist that is now a cultural, global phenomenon of Blue Man Group. Uh, Chris Wink is, is and always will be a very near and dear friend of mine. Uh, he and I uh, started so conversing sweet. very early on in my journey into Blue Man Group and, and was a huge integral part in how I moved to Orlando, found my wife. If it wasn't for Blue Man Group, I would not have Alexandra as my bride. That's a very mm -hmm. true statement. And, uh, you know, I just think that um, the universe and, and uh, the powers that be have a great way of, um, you know, just moving certain doors and opening doors in our lives and, and definitely being friends with Chris Wink and Blue Man Group and the whole staff at New York and Chicago really kind of catapulted me. And, and, and so that was my favorite one. The reason why I do this is just because it's an evolving, uh, it's, it's an organic evolving entity that as pop culture evolves, so do we. We're not stuck in a stagnant rhetoric where we just only talk about one thing every other week. And it's, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's films. It's comics. It's video games. It's nostalgia. It's, it's memorabilia, things that we grew up on. And that is, is, is constantly evolving. Uh, you know, I was watching a documentary on Amazon Prime uh, the other night, and I think it was um, uh, Mike even knows what I'm talking about. It was called uh, Viva Amiga, and it was talking about the history of the Amiga computer. And how Amiga computer really evolved everything in the world. You know, stuff like that, talking about things that changed history. And so for me, it's, 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 it's the fan base that comes back every week. We have our loyal listeners and subscribers, but also it's the content. It's the camaraderie. It's the community that we've evolved into. And, you know, 20 years ago, we could not have a discussion about comic books and pop culture to this magnitude on a platform because it just wasn't prevalent in, in pop culture at the time. Now it's wide open. It's, it's, it's anything goes. And it's a pretty big thing. I'm not going to lie to you. So that is my uh, forte on that. So we're going to wrap up the show here. But you guys on Facebook Live, stay tuned. Don't close your browser. Don't go away. I uh, want to encourage all of our people that's watching us, whether you're on Periscope, YouTube, on Facebook or whatever, go to facebook.com forward slash popxcast. And we are going to be continuing the live stream. This is an exclusive 
only to our Facebook subscribers. So if you're on facebook.com forward slash popxcast, you will get to see this exclusive interview inside my esteemed man cave, comic man cave, uh, where we are talking back and forth about our history for comics and pop culture and broadcast. So it's going to be a really great conversation, so don't miss that. So have that said that, we're going to wrap it up on this section of the show. And so, Austin, you ready to take us out? Absolutely, man. Okay, so I am Austin Burke at the Burkinator on the Twitters and the Instagrams, and of course on YouTube doing the doing the thing, watching a lot of stuff nonstop. Don't sleep or eat. Uh, <laughs> we are part of an amazing network called the Gonna Geek Network. For all things even more geeky, head over to gonnageek.com and check out some amazing podcasts on our home network and connect with us on social media. You guys can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and Pinterest, all at PopXCast. Send us your comments and suggestions via email at popxcast at gmail.com. And for future and past shows, visit our official website at www.popxcast.com. All right, Lindsay Badger. I'm Lindsay Badger. You can find me at LR Badger all over the social places and hangouts and corners of the interwebs. Just search me, you'll find me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we want to give a quick shout out to our Wirecast team over uh, to Telestream and Stephen Haywood for providing us with some right. amazing content and software here that we are able to use Thank to make you, make our stream literally the best it could be. And so from uh, for uh, all the friends over at uh, Telestream, Stephen Haywood exclusively, thank you for being a, a huge uh, part of PopX Cast. And so uh, I am Joseph Burke at Joseph Burke Arts all over the web. And, of course, hats off to my amazing team, PopX. As always, I just could not do this without you and Mike and Austin and Lindsay. And I want to say join us next time for episode 101 in just a couple of weeks as we host the owner of the largest Ghostbusters fan group and housing one of the largest autographed collections in pop culture history. The containment unit, the Ghostbuster containment unit, the owner and the founder, Matt Sanders, will be here live and in person August the 18th on episode 101 as we dive into all things slimy, ectoplasm, and all of that, and spores, molds, and funguses, you name it, we'll be diving into that wonderful world. So uh, join us for that, and so from all of us here at PopXCast, thanks for listening, and thanks for downloading, and thanks for joining us on episode 100. For Facebook users, and for another treat. Stay tuned. And now it's time for Pop X's of the Week. Hey guys, and welcome. This is a very special cut uh, from both of our channels, yeah. the Birkinator and Pop X cast, and maybe even little Joseph Burke Arts in there <laughs> along the way. But I wanted to be able to record something tonight with my cousin because we do so much cool stuff together. Sometimes we never stop and pause and just kind of like dig deep into our past and why why are we motivated mm. to do what we do? And so, you know, Austin, y- you and I had the most coolest and interesting childhood growing up. I remember so many times going over to my grandmother's house or to your, to my uncle, your, your dad's house. My father, yeah. And Christmas. I mean, uh, how, how fun was that? Me and you like watching X-Men, playing video games, yeah. diving down those rabbit holes together. What is it about you that from, from that era is there any moment or, or th- that you can remember? Was there a cool story that you and I got to be able to share yeah. together? Was there something that just snaps out at you? Well, I've always told you you're kind of the 
the thing that kept me going on the comic book lore. Like, <laughs> and I don't want to, you know, make any big heads in here or anything, but I was a massive superhero fan from the start. Joe's passion kind of rubbed off on me. It was a very uh, interesting passion because I watched Joe start collecting all of these things and you could see what he was doing because I remember watching your What YouTube things are channel. you talking about? What, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Well, see, and now that big collective archive is all just... <laughs> here and it's all it's all in this one it's room. in one room and it's yeah. incredible to be here now and to see this but i remember you know being a huge fan of like spider-man and batman begins and this and that in the movie world but then you introduced me to the comic book world and kind of the origin of all of these heroes and that really got me invested into comics even on the same level as i was movies and then of wow. course i started to get into movies and started with the youtube channel and all of this but my heart and soul really is still with superheroes and seeing your passion for that when I was super young and I'm talking like eight or nine years old, wow. right? Seeing you at the proper age being this kind of connoisseur of comic books. It's and I know, rad, you, right? dude, I'm, I'm telling you, man, you were the guy that really kept me going in, in terms of where everything come from. So I started to get a passion for that uh, combined with movies. And that's what really got me invested into this world more so than the movie world. Mm -hmm. And now I know you, you had a very interesting like relationship with comics and superheroes growing up. Right, right. Yeah. Just to kind of dive into that, what what got you hooked in the first place? What was your very first experience with a comic book or a superhero in general? Oh, that's awesome. Well, my first experience was actually, um, I want to bump it all the way back to probably 1984. Uh, my first exposure to comics in, in the actual realm of things was Christopher Reeve's Superman. That was probably the first exposure. Yeah. A couple years later, my dad would always have this habit. Every time he went to the grocery store, he would always bring me back a comic book. It was really fun. It was really interesting. And so he would bring me back these comic books. And I was just like, he was like, what do you think about this one? First one I bought was Donald Duck. He got me a Donald Duck comic <laughs> book. I, I still have it somewhere <laughs> in one of these boxes. But the second one he got me was The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. And man, I'm telling you, that just... You can see it. Just this turning is, it at an angle, seeing all of these hulks here, man. Yeah, you can did, just it tell. did. You but can tell. It, it, it just really kind of spawned something in me. I connected a lot with the character of Bruce Banner. Yeah. I really kind of, I was this little, like, wimpy kid growing up. You know, I had my own battles to go through. And uh, we'll save that story for another day for another video, which I think Austin's already covered that mm -hmm. on his channel. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's really awesome. I connected with Banner being the little nerd, but it, wanting this behemoth inside of me to just break free and break down walls and, and, and do all of that cool stuff. So that was the first thing. It was Christopher Reeve seeing visually him mm. in the cape for the first time, yeah. but reading a comic, holding, smelling the print, yeah. smelling the page, seeing the artwork and the bubbles. Man, I was hooked. I was like, what is this? And I was probably like four and a half, five years old. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I, I know you also have a, because you start with comic books, but the the Hulk, the original television show, that's yeah. what kind of got Lou you. Lou Ferrigno, man. Dude, that's yeah. your forte. Oh, yeah. And, and that, that entire era. And like, I'm, I'm of a different, I'm more of the cartoons, like the X-Men animated show. Uh, the Spider-Man, the very first one in the 1990s. Right. Batman, the animated series. Man. Love Batman. Dude, yeah, man. those shows, like, that was really my childhood before comics. So I wasn't introduced through comics. I was introduced through the medium, through the medium of animated 
television, and then you start getting all of these live action movies, right? You get Spider-Man, you get X-Men, you get, like I said, Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. And those films bring to light, and we know the movies of old, they're fantastic. The old Batman, the Superman movie with Christopher Reeve, like you said, they're some of the best of all time. But now you have this new era spawning of comic book movies, and we were talking about this last night. Comic book movies are the real deal right now. It is yeah. the number one. You look at box office, you look at fan response, yeah. you look at critic response on oh, yeah. Tomatoes. I mean, push aside some of the movies in the DCU, but overall, yeah. these films are the top, the cream of the crop. So my question for you is like, how do you feel growing up, like loving comic books and loving all these superheroes? Now we're in the age of we're on top, dude. Like yeah. we used to be the nerds. We used to be the geeks. We used to be the outcasts. And now everyone loves what you have always loved. Like, how does that feel as being the such a fact big fan? now that even the word Doctor Strange is a household <laughs> word yeah. is just like, wow, this yeah. really happened. Deadpool yeah. is now a household word. He's an icon. It's it's freaking amazing. But you know, seeing these characters come to life, I I, I think it was you who was telling me about it, this this quote that came through today. One of the critics out there for Spider-Man is like, when is this superhero genre going to die? Oh, my God. You remember that comment? Oh, my God. I don't remember it verbatim, but you were telling me about that in the car today as we was riding around Orlando. Yeah. I'm just like, man, I think he needs a rude awakening because I hate to say it. Well, I love to say it. Let me me rehash that. I think the superhero films as a genre is 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 at the top of the box office because geek culture as we know it, pop culture as we know it, mm. is actually catering and wanting that hero right now because we're living in a society where there's a lot of depression, there's a lot of anxiety, yeah. there's a lot of personal strife in this world today. And what better way to look up to something and try to maybe latch on to a little hope than a superhero mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we live vicariously through these storylines that were created almost a century ago. Yeah. And you think about, you know, what um, Schuster and Siegel did when they created Superman. I mean, they, they they didn't know. Two guys in a in an apartment room in the second floor of a, of an apartment in Cleveland, Ohio, decided to come up with Superman. Yeah. I mean, now he is a literally a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And... When you see that, you just can't help but just, you know, give a little nod to the origins, to where we are, to Henry Cavill, to Christopher Reeve, to everybody, Brandon Rowe, anybody that's embodied the essence of Superman. And I just love it that we're in a society today where we get to see this. We get to see the heroes. Dude, we just had Avengers Endgame. We had all these heroes on the screen at one time. There was a moment in my childhood where I could only, this was the furthest imagination from my I, I never pictured yeah. that we would have that, but we do. And we do, and we have it yeah. at such a high quality, too. It's like all of these films are so consistent yeah. with the outliers, of course. But, Joe, you talked about the uh, the OGs in the comic book world, right? Yeah. Your love for comics is fantastic, but your love for drawing and artwork and mm. creating yes. is also fantastic. So you kind of relate to those yeah. artists what got that passion going? How did you come about discovering your talents as an artist? Well, it's really weird because when I was a kid, my dad also, it goes back to my dad, dude. Yeah. He bought me this How to Draw the Marvel Way. I actually have the book right down here. <laughs> and it was a $14 book in the 80s, and he bought that book for me. Okay. And it gave me the fundamentals. Like when you think about Jack Kirby, you think about, wow, the uh, washing machine is really loud. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you think about Jack Kirby, you think about uh, Ditko, you think about uh, Busima, uh, all these amazing artists, Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, oh. all these guys who literally paved the way for what we have today is modern day pop culture art. Mm. That was what inspired me. It's like, how do they take these forms? And and Jack Kirby was so good about that. Like, I want to do it for you right here on the camera. The hand would come out, and then you would see, like, the rest of the body. But th then the positions yeah. of the hands were, like, so foreshadowed that things were happening. Yeah. It was so cool. And I'm like, how do they get in that forced perspective in a two-dimensional drawing? It's like cinematography in the 2D Dude, world. Dude, it, it screwed Isn't my it? mind. <laughs> it, it jacked up with my brain, and I yeah. couldn't figure it out. And I was like, I got to figure out how they're doing this. Because you think of Peter Parker, you know, the leg is in the forefront. Yeah. The hand is out here. He's doing this. There's also, I'm like, I want to understand the physiology and how that works. Capture that. And I self-taught everything on my artistic ability. Well, you 2D and you, you move into the 3D art. And what you do, I mean, the guy, he took me through his steps. <laughs> layer after layer and the time that you spend on this man you'll spend hours at a time i mean joe was working on my logo i got him to help me out with a brand rebranding i mean you can see okay. it right here the guy just spends so much time but it's so it's so strategic and watching the process of a creative person i always say this it's so interesting to see because you can see it all come together right, right you can see right. the way that you think and the way that things are moving in your head do i like this no i don't like this and it's all just so fascinating to me and yeah. watching you work with and, and knowing that that's self-taught is one of one of the coolest things because was it weird watching it though or? it was it was interesting because but it wasn't what I, I expected because i expected it to be more of a flowing process but you're like no i don't like this i like this i like this it's like you knew what you wanted to do yeah. but you had to piece everything well, together to get there your mind is so interesting you, you hit on it <laughs> thanks and it is <laughs> well you hit on it though but when Say, for example, I get a client that contacts me and they want a specific design on a logo. If the client is able to give me enough information and intel on how they want that logo to represent visually, okay. I'll get an image in my mind at the moment. I know exactly what it looks like before I ever do a keystroke on a keyboard. To it, right? And I just sit there and I was like, I know exactly. So when I pictured your logo, I pictured kind of the play button. And I pictured the play button in a downward going, yeah. but with your turquoise, your signature turquoise color that you yes, like yes. but with the retro flare yeah and i think you wanted the retro flare and the rest was on me to figure out the rest of it you did and so i figured it out i had it in my mind and i'm i didn't stop until the logo was complete no, he really, so he's not kidding he no. did not stop me but we it was so what 2 2 a.m last night we told each other we're like okay we're gonna work on this we're gonna go to bed at like 11 30 because we needed to get up today to do some stuff and we went to sleep at 2 30 because it was just together. it was just a constant process but it was so fascinating but you and were I working there, beside me though i was and i was sitting there editing my videos man and was, i was editing your logo and it was, it was awesome. we were every time you look over you go Dang. <laughs> Dang, baby. Let's go. Let's, Let's get it. ready for this. But, you know, honestly, though, there, there's many forms and many layers of what I do artistically. My expression to create art is not just limited to two-dimensional form. Yeah. I love to create graphics like yes. this. I love to create podcasts. I love to draw comic book heroes. I love to make music and compose music. Yes. And that's something I don't do as much, but I want to get back to that. But there's so many creative elements to what I do, and I don't limit myself to just one form. Yes. And I think it's important for everybody. If you want to draw, that's good. But don't just stop at drawing. Yeah. Learn photography. Yeah. Learn perspective. Learn how to get down on the ground in the grass and get the angle that makes it just right when you get that sunset. Yeah. There's, there's, there's things about it that you learn as you go along the way, 
And it's always really interesting. I always ask questions to anybody that's a professional in the field. Yeah. So I, when I when I wanted to get into photography, I would ask a guy, so how are you getting that angle with the sun and the perfect flare, but then the forced perspective of the pier or yeah. a dock? And he would tell me, and I'm like, I never thought about that. Our first initial reaction, we go out and we take the picture and we don't yeah. even think about it. Yeah. But there's actually an art to getting the perfect picture. There there's an art to actually drawing to scale Spider-Man in a dynamic pose, mm -hmm. upside down, swinging through Manhattan. Yeah. And that's where it is. You can't just limit yourself to one medium. And, and that's where you and I, I think, are so similar because we're both very just visual. Like, we will go, we went out today, and we were both just looking at all of the elements of the place that we were at. Like, that's incredible. That architecture, the way this looks, the color, the scheme, the, the way our minds work. And I know pretty much everyone watching, it's kind of the same way because we all have the same passion. It's comic books. It's movies. It's it's anything artistic, right? Forms of art, they go in all different directions. Oh, yeah. And the the thing that I love about what we do is... Our worlds are so different, yet they're so similar, and we can come together on a podcast like Pop X Cast and kind of hit on it's everything. It's amazing. We can hit on 2D and 3D and art and movies and, and, and comic books and superheroes, and that all comes together and it creates a beautiful blend of what pop culture is, right? Right. And, and so spawning, like turning the wheel a little bit and going into Pop X Cast, I, I, I have a question for you. What? Where did Pop X Cast come from? Well, like, how did you get the name? Wow. How did the team form? Wow. 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 How did the team wow. form? And where did it come from? Wow. I don't know. All right, Wilson so Pop X Cast. Um, Pop X Cast. A lot of people don't know this that watch Pop X, but I actually did Blue Man Group's official podcast from 2004 to 2010, roughly 2009, That's I think, a long maybe. Time, man. And so I did that, and it was called Switchback Radio Podcast. And we talked to actors and performers cool. out of makeup. Where did you get your musical start? Where did you learn acting? And it was this constant like dynamic of conversation back and forth. Well, when I got out of that, I was also a radio disc jockey. So I, I, was, I DJed at WMMT-FM Whitesburg, 88.7, <laughs> Whitesburg, Kentucky. You can... <laughs> WMMTFM.org. If you want to be specific, you can find it. But I DJed there from 2002 to 2009. Okay. I, I had an FCC license, broadcaster license. Cool. Everything ready to go. And when I moved to Florida, man, it was like that radio station not having that. Mm -hmm. I loved getting those phone calls on Friday morning. The name of my show was called Crossroads. And it was a diverse intersection of musical genres where I would play Johnny Cash one minute, but Journey the next, and then Blue Man Group at the end of the hour. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, you know, I had all genres incorporated. But when I got out, when I moved to Florida, that void to broadcast was kind of like, eh. Yeah. You know, I, I tried a radio station, BounceRadio.net. I tried that for a while. Okay. And it was just uh, the overhead cost to server stream, a lot of money. Yeah. So... Yeah. Fast forward, uh, when there was this platform that came out around 2014, 2015, it was called Blab. Mm. And Blab created a dynamic where people would get together, kind of like what Get Vocal is today, but I don't want to compare and contrast Get Vocal and Blab. They're along the same intent, but two totally different platforms. And when that came along, I was like, man, I really want to get back into this, but I don't know if I want to do Blue Man Group. I want to do where my heart is. I want to do comics. I want to do something that I know a lot about. That way, when somebody asks me a question about the origins of a certain hero or a certain storyline, 
I can answer it on a drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to talk about Secret Wars? Let's talk about Secret Wars. You want to talk about Secret Invasion? Let's talk about Secret Invasion. <laughs> so, you know, it's just like one of those things. And so when I was thinking of the title, so the big thing was heck going, I want to do a pop culture podcast. Mm. But you can't call it pop culture podcast or pop popcast. I was like, well, there's a really cool play on pop. I'm a Gen Xer. You hear what I'm That's saying? That. I'm a Gen X. Yeah. So I was like, Pop X? Yeah. Pop X. Yeah. Pop X. Flows, dude. Pop X cast. Yeah. So that's how that came to be. And it's wonderful because we we don't just, I mean, you think of pop culture, you think, oh, superheroes and this and that. But man, we go deep sometimes. We mm-hmm. will talk about mm-hmm. our conversations on that show are some of the more, and, and that's what I love though too. I love a good conversation. Like what I do on YouTube, I do a lot of jump cuts, right? I'll sit down, I'll review a movie. It's a very, it's a process. It's a process that I love. It's a process that I'm passionate about and I do because I love it. But our conversations, it kind of gets your mind going. And I find when we have our conversations about the movie that we just watched, like we will about Spider-Man Far From Home very soon, it kind of makes my mind wonder. It doesn't change my opinion on the movie, but it gives me more insight. Like your comic book knowledge, what Lindsay always has to say, bringing up wonderful points. And then Mike coming in every now and then and just throwing a bomb on us like, okay, that's yeah, awesome. I didn't think about that. Didn't think about that. So it's it's the dynamic of the show that really works super well, man. And, and that's one reason for me why Pop X Cast is such a special podcast that I think mm. more people should listen to. Get on that. Pop X Cast. Pop X Cast. But that's my thing, man. I, like, I love watching movies. I love reviewing movies. And, and I'm doing a certain thing every single time. Like, I woke up yesterday and I... He doesn't sleep, guys. If you're watching this on his community channel or on his Patreon, <laughs> let me tell you something. This dude does not freaking sleep. I'm actually, I'm, I'm worried about him, but you know what? He's cranking out good content, so that sleep content, ah, content. It's like, it, it, no, he's like genuinely, he's like, man, you, you need some sleep. And I agree with him because like last night I was recording Madison. My wife was literally asleep right behind me on the bed as I was making Wait, the review. Whoa. She No, she was dead when, asleep in that video. When you did the review to what? <laughs> Anna, Anna, Anna? The, the anima, the, the, she was dead asleep. Your wife was behind you <laughs> yes. sleeping. When, she can sleep through anything, man. I told her, I'm like, I'm going to do a review. And she's like, huh? Alex, Alex would be like, no. That's dude, that's no. all the go I need. Just do that little hand. That's great. Just, but that's what you gotta do, right? I I feel like every vacation I've been on for like the last two years, I've recorded one or two videos. Not to say that I'm where I want to be on YouTube, because I I, let, I want to be Let me pause you in that train of thought. Okay. When when you're doing all of this for for Austin Burt's channel on YouTube and you, you have this amazing you just passed thirty one thousand. I appreciate that. What is your end all be all? Where do you want to go with this platform and this dynamic group of community that has evolved with your following? And when I say evolved, within literally 20 minutes from the time he posts a video, he'll have over 400 likes, maybe 60, 70 comments, and he's at one of the top of the lines on YouTube in terms of critic reviews. Mm -hmm. With all that momentum, where do you want to go? It's a great question. You know, it started out as a like a passion. Just love movies, love reviewing them, love talking about them. Like I said, I'm a big I'm a big comic book guy as well. Um, but it, it turned into something greater. I think wow. it turned in so when I graduate college, right, I'm looking for a job and, and I want to do something that I'm passionate about, but something that can push me up the ladder, if you will. Yeah, yeah. But I end up getting a job that I have since scaled down to, not 
low hours part-time, but I am technically now part-time because I'm so passionate about my YouTube channel and my YouTube is a job. I now have two part-time jobs. One is YouTube. One is my actual career as of this moment, even though I want YouTube to be my career, but that's what you have to do, right? You have to, and my, my ideals come from, I want it to be high quantity, but I want to keep the quality, right? Mm. I have, you know how many times I've recorded a review, not been happy about it. I'm still crunched for time because I have something else to do later, but I'm like, you know what? This is not good enough. This is, I didn't flesh my thoughts out correctly. I didn't do what I think people will be happy with. And there are times when I'll put out a review and I'm like, you know what? I think I could have constructed that better, but that's all part of the learning process, right? You have to learn, you have to get better. And then you have to find your niche, right? When I get on YouTube and I start doing theatrical reviews, well, there's hundreds of people that do that. Everyone is doing a movie review. You have to be different. So I get into the Netflix territory and I start doing Netflix things and I start focusing on streaming and doing, you know, the tier lists, which I will kind of rank movies, but place them in the categories. You just did one. You're getting ready to do one, aren't you? Getting ready to do another one for the MCU, a redo of the MCU. And, And that is something that not a lot of people, you have to find something that you're passionate about and fits in a subcategory. But it has to be something where not a lot of people, right? You saw, you type in Netflix reviews on YouTube, hardly anyone. And I'm talking major critics with one million. They could be all over that, but they're not. So I take advantage. And Netflix, they're coming out with more quality content, so it makes my time worth it. Now, every now and then I'll wake up on a Friday and I'll review two series where I watch 18 hours of content in the span of two days and two movies and the content's not good, so I feel like I wasted my time. But I always get something, a comment or a response from somebody or a subscriber that comes in and says, thank you for reviewing this. Because you reviewed this, I'm either going to watch the show or not going to watch the show. And that's what I love about it, right? That's what I love because you're reviewing content that people want to watch, but they don't have anything to base it on because criticism is very important. Not to say they determine how you feel about the movie or the show, but it's important because it gives you an, an excitement for a film or a reason not to waste your time on it, wow. right? So I want to take that, and I want to keep getting more subscribers on YouTube, of course, and I want to make it my full-time job, but I also want to be a verified movie critic on Rotten Tomatoes. That's kind of the end Verified movie critic on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, that's kind is of that, the Is that where you see yourself, like, maybe five years from now? Like, you, you have that official Rotten Tomatoes status. Yes. So Spider-Man Far From Home comes out, you can drop on there and give your official review, and Austin Burke's tagged it. Yeah, I would I would love to be on Rotten Tomatoes. I would love to do something for an outlet. I would love to be able to go to action because we did the press what? screening. Yeah. But I would love to do a red carpet screening. A red carpet screening? Like that's the goal, man. And it's wow. and it's hard to Out do Out in Los Angeles in the Chinese theater. In LA, man. Like it's hard to think that way because you're you're it's such a far thing to me because I'm like, there's no way I'll get there. But two years ago I said, There's no way I'll have ten thousand subscribers on YouTube. Right. You don't know until you actually get there. And once I hit those marks, it's always it's like you're yearning. And I know you feel the same way. I I want more and not a selfish. I want more. It's just like I want to build myself and I want to become more respected. It's all about respect and how people feel about your opinions or or what decisions you make here or there. Like I wanted to rebrand myself and I get the best guy to do it. And it and now I feel like, okay. I feel really good right now. I love my logo. I love the way things are going. I kind of right like now. it too, dude. I I'm so happy with the rebrand, man. But that's the thing. You just keep getting more, and you keep yearning to hit the next step. And I don't know where that's going to take me, but I really hope to become more of a professional as opposed to just some guy on YouTube. And I want to be just some guy on YouTube. I want to be. I want to be looked upon as 
that guy's a critic. I think you already are. I I, I don't think you understand the the impact that you have culturally. I mean, I have people that at church that watch you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Austin reviewed this today, yeah. and they gave a really good time. I think I'm going to go and watch it. It's awesome. Dude. I know people right now that I can name drop at least five people at church that watch you. That's awesome. And they, they don't even know that you're in town right now. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's kind of cool, right? That's incredible. So, you know, I think, I think you know, perseverance, take the good, take the bad, but at the end of the day, keep chugging forward. Yeah. And one thing I'll say to to his subscribers, uh, but particularly, if you have a passion for this kind of stuff, never look back, because in the back is where your mind will dwell. You mm. got to keep pushing forward. Yeah. Mistakes, everything, pushing forward. Yeah. Mistakes are just experiences in which we learn what not to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we. I mean, it. that's the thing. We've both. I mean, we've hit the rocks where we're just like, I, I don't think we can do this anymore like you said pop x it was a process to figure out what pop x was going to be you did this didn't work you did this didn't work and then you found your team yeah right and now you run a podcast that i think is a well-oiled machine it's a a machine and every show is just it moves so well and it flows and it's the dynamic and the chemistry well that's not all on me though that's the that's the team it is the team man it's Lindsay doing stuff it's mike doing stuff it's you in the background I mean, it's all of us working together for the one thing. And we all, when we all do that, yeah. we have a very successful product. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, so, man. So I, that's pretty good. That was great, man. That's a good conversation, that's right? That was good. That was but, really good. Uh, you know, I, I want to encourage you though, Austin, uh, sky's the limit, man. Keep pushing forward and never let anybody say anything negative to you. You got to keep, you got to just drown that out. Let it stick in the white noise and you keep pushing forward. I appreciate it. Because your goals, man, you're going to get there. One day, my cousin Austin's going to be at the red carpet, <laughs> and he's going to be hanging out with some of the big guys, and that's uh, going to be awesome. I appreciate it. And that. we'll look back at this date on uh, June the 28th, 2019, <laughs> and we're going to say, you remember that time we made that video yeah. where we were talking like, probably five or ten years ago? Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Holy cow. It come true. Come to fruition. There you go, man. Well, I- the 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 student would not be the student without the teacher. I mean, you you're the guy. Bow to your senses. You're the guy that got me here, man. I mean, your your passion for comics and and everything in between, and just your artistic merit, and like where you are right now on social media, constantly pumping out. Here's a new drawing. Here's this. Here's that. Here's a video. Like that passion just rubs yeah. off. Like I just love seeing that. That's one that's of the really, reasons why that's I started really awesome doing. You it. said that, man. Um, it's good that, uh, you know, we were able to have that childhood where we, you know, we're, we're going to wrap this up, but you know, we, we grew up, uh, in, in an environment where we both were just kind of like feeding off each other. Yeah. I remember coming over to your house and body slamming you on your bed, you and Josh. <laughs> and it was just amazing. It was the greatest thing ever. Cause I could do that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, we would, you would be chucked off in the room playing N64, some kind of Batman game on the PlayStation. Well, I don't know. You know, I would, we were always doing something that seemed to be relating to a, either a comic, yep. a superhero, always. or a good movie. Always. Yes. Always. And we made movies together, right? We would make those videos of dude, us wrestling, and I would put all the, the graphics to it. Dude, you have to find those for me. I have to see those. I haven't seen those in like a decade. Dude, those sixth grade editing skills... They were not the best, but, <laughs> but they, they've gotten better. They but, worked. Yeah, that was the beginning, though. That was oh, the beginning the of a beautiful... beginning. Yeah, well, one day you'll have your own sizzle reel. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. 
Here's Austin. Oh, please. As an 11-year-old. Burn it, body slam. Burn it. But, dude, I I appreciate all of that, man. And I I hope to push forward. We're we're both just going to keep chucking out content. Well, you know, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us on this retrospective look into the the, kind of the fuel that drives both of us, artistically and being a creative. You're, You're creating an amazing content in your own way. And you have literally, in just a small span of time, formed a community around what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing, you know, to just kind of brush off. You should take a lot of pride in that because you, blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of nights setting your alarm to 5 a.m. to get up to do this, <laughs> and then pushing that review out before the embargo list. Yeah. I understand yeah. what you're going through. And the same thing, you know, for me, I've, I've, I've had a lot of struggles. I've had my own battles to fight. But at the, like I said just a few moments ago, I kept pushing forward. Yeah. I kept pushing myself. And when no one else would teach me, YouTube wouldn't offer the video. I did it myself, and I figured out how to do things. So I encourage you guys, if you want to do videos, if you want to create, you want to be a creative, don't, ju- don't just say it. Do it. You like that? That's a deep cut. Don't I like just that say it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I like that. Well, that's it, man. I think this is a good, great video. And, you know, PopX Cast is getting ready to hit number 100. And as we do that, I want to thank all of the amazing subscribers that listens to PopX Cast on a weekly basis. All of our ma- amazing fans that just look forward to our content, our banter, and us just having some fun together. And uh, you guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And I'll see you next time. From everyone at PopX Cast, thanks for listening. Please make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash popxcast, and click the follow button to get our live stream notifications. Drop us an email, popxcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out this and more great content on the Ghana Geek Network at ghanageek.com. Get your geek on!